Hello, and welcome to the Secrets of Happily Ever After podcast. I'm your host, Monica Tanner, and I'm absolutely obsessed with the secrets of living happily ever after with your spouse. So if you're interested in learning those secrets that I have been researching for over a decade and a half, then you're absolutely in the right place. In today's episode, I want to talk about the greatest gift you could ever give your children. And I want to preface this episode by saying that every time I have the opportunity to work with a couple and I ask them, what is your greatest goal? And every single time it's some version of have a great relationship or be happier together or work together better so that we can be a great example for our children. Now, it doesn't always sound exactly like that or in so many words, but it always boils down to the couple's why. And it is because deep down, we all understand that if we have a great marriage and a great relationship, then we're not only setting our children up for success because we've created a happy, healthy, thriving home for our children to grow up in, but we're also giving them the blueprint for them to be able to go out and find that special someone that they want to create life with. And if we've shown them our ourselves what happily ever after looks like, then we've given them that much greater of an opportunity to create that for themselves. And research shows that the greatest indicator of your happiness in life is the health and strength of your primary relationship, basically your marriage. So the best indicator of how happy you are in life is how healthy your marriage is, which is why I am so passionate about this topic, which is why I'm obsessed with helping couples create their happily ever after. But more than that, it's not just for the couple that I'm working with. It's for their children and grandchildren and generations to come. I love the concept of being a transitional character because for me personally, growing up in a family where my parents divorced when I was 12 and their parents divorced, I have the opportunity now to break that cycle for my children, for their children, and my children's children's children, right? My grandchildren and on down the line. So it's that much more important for me to be obsessed with how to do this because it's not something that comes naturally. It wasn't laid out for me, but I know now that it's absolutely possible. So when people say, what is the absolute best thing I could do for my kids? What's the greatest gift that I could give them this holiday season, it's this is to set them up for success in their life by showing them a good blueprint of a great marriage relationship and the possibility of a happily ever after. And here's what I'm learning in my own unique situation right now. And this is a concept I learned from Jody Moore. And that is that I already 
love whoever my children are going to marry. So my oldest is 19. He's currently serving a mission in Chile. So he's not anywhere near deciding who he's going to marry in this moment. And then I have a 16-year-old, a 14-year-old, and 11-year-old. So my future son and daughter-in-laws are still probably out there and I probably won't meet them for another couple of years. But I already know that no matter who they are and no matter what they've done and no matter how different they are from me and my family, I have committed already that I'm going to love them, that I'm going to give my children my blessing. Now, that doesn't mean that I'm not going to take my years and years and years of experience working with married couples and knowing the challenges and roadblocks and pitfalls that they may fall into. That doesn't mean that I'm not going to warn them that I won't tell them what I observe about the possibility of challenges they might face based on who they choose. Because to me, who you marry is the absolute most important decision you will ever make in your life. I think it has the highest potential to affect your capacity for happiness, even though your partner could never make you happy. That's not the point. However, the state of your relationship has a huge influence on your ability to have a happy, productive, healthy life. So who my children marry is the most important decision that they will ever make. And I want them to know that. I want them to be aware as much as possible of what they're walking into. And in order to do that, I will encourage them to get to know the person they're going to marry. I'm going to encourage them to see them in all different scenarios and situations in their life, meaning having a disagreement with a friend or family member, meaning having a fight in which they can find out how they apologize or take responsibility for their part. I want to see them succeed. I want to see them not get their way, maybe not get into a program or something that really excited them. I want to see them use slow internet, right? I I want my children to see their future spouses in all different scenarios so they can get a good idea of how they handle both success and disappointment. And I want to instill in them the importance of understanding that there's no medal for racing to that altar. So there's no shame in waiting a little bit of time so that you can get to know the person that you're potentially going to spend the rest of your life with. So I want my children to enjoy and to cherish the time that they're dating, that they're courting, that they're engaged. Those are such sweet moments and you'll never get that time back. So there's no sense in rushing it. There's no reward for getting there faster. I think it's going to be important for them to get to know as much as they can about the person that they're choosing to spend forever with. So if you have children that are getting close to that marrying age, I challenge you to decide right now 
that you're going to love whoever it is they choose to marry, that even though you might help them see something that they might not be able to see because you're more experienced, but also remembering that children who are gung-ho about getting married don't always necessarily listen to their parents. So I am also prepared for them to absolutely discount everything I have to say and learn their lessons the hard way, which I hope doesn't have to happen but I am prepared either way. I love who they've chosen no matter who they are and I will stand beside my children as they make the most important decision of their life and I will support them 100%. I want to preface this episode with that encouragement because that is a fantastic gift that you can give your children is your undying support. Whether you like their beloved or not is to support them and love them Because in the end, it's not about you. It is your child who has to live with the person that they are choosing. So that is a great gift. But how can we prepare our children for not only that decision, but for their life and their marriage and their ability to write their own happily ever after? So I'm going to give you three very important things that you can do to ensure that you are preparing your children in the best way possible, thereby giving them the best gift you could ever give them. So step one is to prioritize your marriage above your children. So I remember when I was in college and I was taking a religion course that was about marriage. Big shocker. I was obsessed with it way back then. And I remember the professor teaching a quote and I opened up my scriptures and I wrote it down in the front cover where I wrote the most important things. And this quote was about how to prioritize the things in your life. And it was number one, God comes first. Number two, your spouse. Number three, your children. And number four, whatever else and all the things that go under those things. But it was God first, then your spouse, then your children. And I remember writing the quote word for word, just like he was explaining it. But later looking at that and thinking, no way. Because at that point in my life, I was a little skeptical about whether or not marriages could really make it forever. My parents had divorced. Most of my friend's parents were either divorced or unhappy. And so I wasn't sure that that was actually forever. And so to me, in my naive mind at the time, I thought, no way. Once I have children, they come first. So it would be God first, then my children. And And then my spouse, who may or may not be around for the long haul, right? Because it's me and then I have my children and they depend on me and I'm their mother no matter what, but my spouse may or may not stick around. So I remember thinking that and I kind of scratched out and put an arrow, like a little switcheroo arrow from spouse second to kids second and then spouse. And I kept it that way in my scriptures for a very long time until several years into my marriage where I realized that just by virtue of putting my kids above my husband, I was making a huge mistake. Now, kids are the original narcissists, right? As children, we're born and the whole world revolves around us. It's basically our job as children to get what we need from adults. And children will do almost anything to get the things that they want and need. And that 
that includes pitting their parents against each other, right? So my teenagers love to ask me if they can stay out later than their curfew. And if I say no, they'll ask their dad, right? And they'll give different arguments. And their whole goal is to just get the thing that they want, right? Little kids who want toys at the store or something like that. They're going to ask whatever parent they think they have a higher chance of getting what they actually want from and therefore pitting their parents against each other. So if we as parents make a commitment that we're going to have each other's back, that we're going to put each other before our children, then we're doing things in the proper order. And that in and of itself is a great gift to our children. I work with couples all the time who once they start to understand that kids by virtue of being kids are going to try to get whatever they want from their parents. And they're going to like heat seeking missiles, find the holes, right? And if they know that they can cause a huge rift and a huge argument in their parents and exploit that to get what they want, they're going to do it every single time. Now you see this with divorced parents, right? There's always one parent that's more lenient than the other. And who do the kids want to live with or spend more time with? It's the parent that lets them do whatever they want. And that's because children don't yet know and understand that the boundaries and rules and consequences we place on them is for their own good. And so if we as parents can prioritize our marriage, our relationship first, so that life in our home revolves around the married couple and not around the children, we're already giving our children a huge advantage. Now, step two is to actually put that into action. It's not just to show them and to say that our marriage is a priority and that our spouse is most important. It's to show it by prioritizing things like weekly date nights, like daily connections. It's the things that I talk about all the time. Not only that, but periodic getaways where we leave our children in the care of another trusted adult. Now, this does so many things. For one, it teaches our children that they can trust other adults to help them get the things that they need. But also for the couple, it is so good to be able to get away together, to prioritize each other, to make memories, to reconnect, to get some perspective on your life. My husband and I just barely got back from Cancun and it was a terrible time to travel. It was right in between Thanksgiving and Christmas. So like the busiest time of the year for kids, but also my husband and I both run our own businesses. And so fourth quarter is a huge push. So to take a week off in the busiest month of the year, both for our family and for our businesses was tricky, but our marriage is that important. It's number one. So we made it work. And the benefits of getting away just the two of us on a tropical vacation in the busiest time of the year allowed us to gain a whole lot of perspective. And while we didn't talk specifically about our kids, our businesses, our finances, we did have the opportunity to look objectively at our year doing the things that we were doing and forecast how we could be better partners, how we could be better parents and better business owners in the year to come. And it was so much easier to do that because we were out of all the noise of our everyday life. We weren't stressed about anything and we could take long walks on the beach 
beach, reflect on how we were doing and forecast how we could do better together. So, so important. Again, the things that you can do to show that you are prioritizing your marriage is going out on those weekly date nights, the way that I teach three hours a week, dedicated just to spending time together, having fun and making memories, those daily connections where you get to know each other's inner worlds for just 20 minutes a day. You're going to ask each other questions about what you were thinking about and how you experienced the world that day. Things that you learned that you're excited about or things that are causing you stress, right? It's good to be able to share that with your partner every single day. And then periodically, I would say twice a year, getting away for some period of time and allowing another responsible adult to care for your children while you are away, reconnecting. You come back with more energy, with more purpose, with more perspective so that you can be better partners to each other and better parents to your kids. So that's number two. Number three is showing your children what it looks like to make room in the family for everyone to fully develop to their highest selves. Now, what does that mean? It means that that the husband and the father has the opportunity to get the education that he needs to start his business or his career. And there's a certain amount of sacrifices that need to be made by the family in order to allow him to do that. Now, we talked last week about sacrifices and long-term uneven sacrifices are a no-go. But what that also looks like is for the wife and the mother in the family to have the opportunity to do all of the things that she feels are important to magnify her purpose here on earth, right? So if that means getting an education and and being able to have a business or a career or write a book or a podcast or whatever it is that she feels called to do, there's going to be some level of sacrifice by the family members to allow her to develop fully to her highest capacity. The same goes with the children, right? Not that the world revolves around the children, but that they have the opportunity to fully develop as athletes or musicians or debaters or whatever it is that the children need to magnify their callings, right? So there is this tug and pull, right? It's like, we're all going to go watch my daughter play basketball and then mom is going to have a meeting. So we all need to be quiet. And then, you know, dad has to wake up early for work in the morning. And so how are we all going to create this environment where everybody gets to eat Equally, and when I say that, there are going to be seasons where some members of the family are giving more and some members of the family are taking more. And that's just what family life is like. But it starts with the husband and the wife. It starts with the husband and the wife both making room for each other to fully develop in all the ways that they feel called and then showing that respect to the children so that they have the opportunity to fully develop. Although they won't completely do that until they leave the home, find their own spouses and make room for the two of them in their relationship. But like I said, I talk a lot about compromise and sacrifice and how that kills the intimacy in a relationship, right? So when every member of the family, but especially husband and wife, can support each other in achieving and becoming the highest version of them 
themselves. That is such a great gift you can show your children. And I started this episode with three, but we're ending up with four because the fourth thing you can do to give your kids a fantastic blueprint that they can follow is to disagree in front of them, to give them a glimpse of what it looks like for two people with completely different backgrounds and opinions and ideas about how the world works to show them what it looks like for both of them to show up fully in the relationship, to be seen, to be heard, to be valued, and to make decisions in a collaborative way instead of by compromising. So I talked about this in my episode a couple weeks ago. It's episode 207 if you want to go listen to that. But I talk about what it means to collaborate versus what it means to compromise. And a lot of the couples that I work with, one or both of the partners is like, my parents never argued. It was like, my dad decided what we would do and my mom just went along with it. Or my mom was in charge and my dad just did whatever she wanted, right? And the kids didn't get to see both parents show up with strong opinions and differing ideas and then work those things out in a collaborative way. And that, my friends, is such a powerful gift that you can give your children. So let's recap four ways in which you can give your children the greatest gift this holiday season. Number one, it's to put your marriage before your children. So if you're religious, it's God first, your marriage second, your children third, and then every other priority in your life. It's to give your children that blueprint of what it looks like to put your marriage above your children. Number two, the way we do that is by prioritizing the relationship with things like date night, daily connections, buy annual getaways, showing them what it looks like to make time for your relationship. Number three, it's making room in your family for both partners and the children to fully grow and develop. That means making small equal sacrifices so that everybody has the chance to live out their purpose. And number four, showing them good communication and conflict resolution skills. What does it look like? to have different opinions, but to collaborate in order for everybody to get the best experience possible. And there you have the four things that you can do to show your children what it looks like to have a healthy, thriving relationship. And therefore, the understanding that happily ever after really is possible. Now, you're not going to get it right every single time. Your marriage isn't going to be perfect. I know my is not, and your kids will struggle. They will have their own challenges, but you can give them the absolute best chance of success by modeling for them what it looks like to have a happy, healthy, thriving, passionate, intimate relationship. So what is the best gift you can give your children this holiday season and all the time for that matter? It is the gift of an intimate friendship. 
Now, if you feel like you might be struggling in one or all four of those areas, I want you to know that nothing has gone wrong. Very few people are teaching these skills. And all the rom-coms and fairy tales, Hollywood movies, and popular culture would have you believe differently that happily ever after is easy or that it's not even attainable, right? There's a whole wide spectrum of why we struggle in marriage. And I say this all the time, but you cannot see the label from the inside of the bottle. So if you're struggling in any one of these areas, it's not because something's gone wrong. It's just because because you may need a neutral third party to help point out to you the things that you can't see because you're in the thick of it. And there's no shame in that. There's nothing wrong with that. In fact, as I interview couples who are happily married for half a century, 50 years or more, I have found that most of them have had marriage mentors or coaches or therapists help them through some very difficult periods in their marriage. They helped them grow into the partners who have the capacity for the type of intimacy that really brings the type of happiness that we all long for. Meaning there are very, very, very few of us who can actually do it on our own. So if you're looking for some coaching around any of the things we talked about on this episode, please reach out. You're just going to go to www.secretsofhappilyeverafter.com backslash apply, and you're going to sign up on my calendar for a 30-minute complimentary relationship breakthrough. Now, if this is something that sounds good to you, I want you to hurry because there are very few spots for this left on my calendar. They fill up quickly. There's no obligation. It's just a conversation where I can point out some things that you just might not be aware of that are keeping you stuck in resentment or in roommate syndrome. And I just want to help remove those blocks for you so that you can move into better communication, connection, and commitment and live out your happily ever after love story. So be sure to share this episode with any of your couple friends who you think might enjoy it. Feel free to leave me a review on iTunes because that helps other people to find this content and join us next week. Same time, same place. And until then, happy marriaging. Oh, 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 oh,